First Kings, chapter 13. We're going to read this whole story, so we'll just read one verse each and go around and around until we get to the end. It's, it's long, but it's a fun story. It's not like a boring part. It's an interesting part. <laughs> First Kings, 13. Jusan. Uh, one. Starting from one. First Kings. Thirteen. Thirteen. One. I know the iPod iPhone Bible I find slower than the regular Bible because you can just open the regular Bible but this one you have to wait for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This person, by the word of the Lord, he cried out against the altar. Altar, altar. This is what the Lord said. A son named Josiah. 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 will be born to the house of David. On you he will sacrifice the priests of the high places who make offering here. And human bone will be bound on you. Okay, we're going to stop there. So, Jeroboam is the king of Israel. So, uh, um, there's the um, kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Israel. So it's been split. And Jeroboam is the king of uh, Israel, and he started idol worship. <laughs> idol worship in uh, Israel. Right? So the altar that, that the, the prophet comes to is not an altar to God. It's an altar to idols, right? So he's speaking against this altar to idols. Okay. I think they might still need, need to translate. Brainy, you translating? Uh, okay, but you, you should stop otherwise I can't. Okay, okay, okay. I would, I'm just, okay. Okay, I will. I will check. You can summarize. <laughs> so, Jeroboam is king. So we've read the first two verses. 
So Jeroboam is king of Israel. He's king of Israel. Okay. Yeah. And um, he he instituted he started idol worship in Israel. So this altar is not an altar to God, but an altar to idols. So the prophet comes and he's prophesying against the altar. Okay, so we're at verse 3. That's how they the man of God gave a sign. This is the sign the Lord has declared. Declared. The altar will be split apart and the ashes ashe? mm-hmm. on it will be poured. Poured out. out. When King Jeroboam heard the man of God speaking against the altar at Bethel, he pointed at him and shouted, Seize that man! But instantly the king's hand became paralyzed in that position, and he couldn't pull it back. Also the altar was split apart and its ashes poured out according to the sign given by the man of God by the word of the Lord. For I was commanded by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. So he took another road and did not return by the way that he had come to Bethel. Mm -hmm. Eleven. Certain. Certain old people living in a The old prophet asked them, which way did he go? So they showed their father which road the man of God had taken. 
So he said to his sons, Saddle the dog, eh? No. Donkey, Saddle the donkey for me. <laughs> and when they had saddled the donkey for him, he mounted it and rode after the man of God. He found him sitting under an oak tree and asked, Are you the man of God who came from Judah? I am, he replied. 15,老先生对他说，请你同我回家吃饭。Sixteen. No, I can't. I too am a prophet, as you are. And an angel said to me by the word of the Lord, Bring him back with you to your house, so that he may eat bread and drink water. But he was lying to him. So the man of God returned with him and ate and drank in his house. He cried out to the man of God from Judah, This is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of God and have disobeyed the command of the Lord your God gave you. You came back and ate bread and drank water in the place where he told you not to eat or drink. Therefore your body will not be buried in the tomb of your fathers. 23. When the prophet who had brought him back from his journey heard of it, he said, It is the man of God who defied the word of the Lord. The Lord has given him over to the lion, which has mauled him and killed him, as the word of the Lord warned him. The prophet said to his sons, Saddle the donkey for me, and they did so. And then he went out and found a body lying on the road, with the donkey and the lion. So the prophet laid the body of the man of God on the donkey and took it back to the town to mourn over him and bury him. Then he laid the body in his own tomb and they mourned over him and said, 
Oh my God. This was the sin of the house of Jeroboam that led to its downfall and to its destruction from the face of the earth. Okay. So, was this a new story for some of you? Yes. Yeah? You've never heard this story before, so? Never. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, pardon? It's a it's funny story. It's a strange story. Yeah. Because the lion kills him. Yeah. And then the donkey and the lion stand beside his body. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, actually, uh, there is more to the story, but it happens much later. Because there is a king named Josiah. Yeah, so the prophet prophesied that Josiah would come and um, restore worship to God where there had been worship to idols. And so this uh, Josiah is born and he becomes king and he restores worship to God. So the, and he does all the things that this prophet says will happen. So you can read it later if you look up Josiah. I actually like King Josiah because he came. He became king when he was eight years old. Mm. Eight years old is like grade three student, San Nense. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, I forgot you were, um, okay, okay, I forgot you were translating. Sorry, okay, okay, let me, let me. Okay. Okay. So this prophet is a true prophet. First he says, the altar will split in half and the ashes will pour out and it happens. What what will split out? The ashes. Ashes. When you burn wood. The the black stuff after you burn wood. 
Then he says that a king named Josiah will be born. And that that king is born. So he's a true prophet. He can really hear God's voice. And God told him, don't eat and don't drink and don't go back by the same way. Right? And the king says to him, come and eat at my house. And he says, no. I don't know if I could say no. I mean, if Queen Elizabeth says to me, come eat at my house, I'd be like, um, maybe. <laughs> you know, he was invited to eat at the king's house, and he says, no, that's impressive. And then uh, the old prophet says to him, come and eat at my house. And he says, no. Right? And the prophet says to him, an angel came to me and told me to bring you back. But he's lying. And the prophet says yes. And he goes back to the old prophet's house. He goes back to the old, the older man, the older prophet's house. And then God talks to the older prophet. And says... I told him not to go eat. What he's doing is wrong. But it's the old, we think, it's the old prophet's fault. He lied to him. stand and keep guard over the body. Right? And the old prophet goes and gets him and buries him in his own tomb. And tells the son, when I die, I want to be buried in that same tomb because that young man was a prophet. Okay. So, what is God trying to say through this story? Be careful about lines. No. God is still out? No. Maybe faith. Yeah. Yeah. Is it faith? Yeah. Is it a temptation? 
Sort of. Not really about temptation. More is it Satan's attack? No. Um, yeah, yeah, it's about that as well. This is about our relationship with God. Because God told him, don't eat, don't drink, don't go back the same way. So what happened was, when the king told him, come to my house, he said no, because that king uh, didn't know God. Right? Mm. That king didn't know what he was talking about. Mm. But the old prophet was somebody he respected. Angels did talk to prophets. <laughs> so he thought the old prophet was telling the truth. So he trusted the old prophet's words instead of what God told him. So if God told you, don't eat today, but Pastor Tallow said, no, 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 God told me you're supposed to come to my house for dinner. Oh. Would you say no to Pastor Tello? Right. Right. This is what God is warning us about in this story. It's about our relationship with God. We need to know God really well for ourselves. When God says something to us, we need to know, yes, that's God's voice. So when we are listening to um, pastors speak and pastors preach, we've been taught that what they say is right and what we think is wrong. Sometimes this is true. How do we know when it's true and when it's not true? What do you think? How do we know? Yeah. We have to go to the Bible. What Pastor Tao preaches, we can tell it's true because we can read the Bible for ourselves and the Bible will say the same thing as what he says. As we read the word and as we pray, we get to know God better. And we need to come to a place where we are confident we know God's voice. Because sometimes what people teach isn't right. They've made a mistake sometimes. 
So as we're listening, if we've been reading the word, we can say, I don't think that's right. Because this verse right here says it's wrong. We need to have confidence in our relationship with God. Because there are times when God will tell us something and people around us will think it's wrong. God may tell you to quit your job. And your parents will say, Are you crazy? What are you doing? What kind of church do you go to? <laughs> right? <laughs> then, in this case, we really need to know, I heard from God. Because, I'm telling you, there will be times in your life when people you respect will disagree with you. But it's, it is dangerous to replace your relationship with God with their judgment. If you take their judgment for your own, it's dangerous. Because when we get to heaven and God asks us, why did you do that? You can't say, where Pastor Talo said. <laughs> well, Amanda told me that. <laughs> that won't count. He won't be impressed. <laughs> it has to be, we have to be able to say, because I thought it was the right thing to do. I was trying to listen to your voice and follow what you said. Because when we make a mistake, um, God's not angry about that. In fact, when we are trying to make a decision and we make a mistake, often God changes the circumstances so that we turn back around and do the right thing. Um, I heard this conversation um, between a Christian and a non-Christian once. And the non-Christian didn't want to become a Christian in case their family was in hell. They didn't want to go to heaven if their family was in hell. What was in what? The non-Christian uh, didn't want to become a Christian. So the Christian said, well, I would rather get to heaven and find out my family's not there than get to hell and find out they're not there. <laughs> 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 
So when we have a close relationship with God, and God tells us don't eat today, and Pastor Tello says, Oh no, 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 God said, you know, come to my house and eat. We have the confidence to say, Thank you very much, maybe next week. And this is what will help us. We often think of uh, pastors or speakers as being really great people, and we are just lowly people, weak people. That's how we think about ourselves sometimes. But what helps is if we understand God has made us all great. Turn to Second Peter two nine. I don't have my King James today. I like the King James version of this verse. <laughs> oh, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Second Peter 219? One sec, maybe it's 219. Oh, no, where is it? For Am I in the that we are royal priesthood? Where did that go? Priest. Maybe it's First Peter two nine. One sec. First Peter. Uh, first and second. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not there yet. First Peter two nine. Is it First Peter? Mm. Uh, first Peter. Sorry, First Peter two nine. First Peter two nine. Ah, there it is. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Yeah. So in the King James it says, you are not a royal priesthood, it says you are kings and priests. You are kings and priests. See, because God made everyone 
to be great. And he bought us all with the blood of Jesus. This means we are very, very valuable. And when we are great, it makes God great. Think of a king with a very strong army. The stronger your army, the more glory goes to the king. The stronger we are as Christians, the more glory goes to God. And we are all made to be great. If we understand that, it gives us confidence that we are able to hear God's voice and do what He says. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. And there are some really bad consequences for taking someone else's judgment instead of our own. I used to play softball. Baseball, underhand baseball. Yeah. And when you get to first base, the first base, when you're running to first base, if you hit the ball far, the first base goes, coach will tell you, go to second, go to second. So, if I was running to first base, and the first base coach is going, go to second, go to second. And I think, no, I won't make it, they'll get me out. But I go around the base, I go to second, and they get me out. They're too fast. I'm going to be so mad that I listen to the first base coach. I should have just stayed on first like I thought. Yeah, stupid first base coach. <laughs> but the thing is, it's not really the first base's coach fault. Because I have a choice. I can listen to him or I cannot listen to him. Right? The young prophet had a choice. He could, he could listen to the old prophet or he could believe what God told him. In the end, he was mauled by the lion because he didn't listen to what God told him to do. So I want to encourage you. You are all able to hear God's voice. Even if you are a one-day-old Christian, you can hear God's voice.
And I want you to put confidence in what you think God is saying. If you're thinking, I think this is what God is saying, but most people are telling me no. It's a very hard place to be. But it is better to do what you think is right. And especially if especially when you're able to show in the Bible this is this is why I think it's right. You can do it. <laughs> Are there any questions or comments? You're saying if you take somebody else's judgment? Yeah. Yes. God will use everything as a learning experience and he will of course work it to our good. Of course. But we will miss out on what God wanted for us for that time. We will we will we will it will be a loss, an actual loss. But yeah, of course, when we make mistakes, he knows that, yeah, he knows. Also, there are stories in the Old Testament where when somebody died, they were thrown into a tomb with a prophet, and when their body touched the prophet's bones, they came back to life. Yeah, that's another story in the Old Testament. But there are two prophets, right? But yeah. If, if the old touched the young, 
No, 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 no. So the the young prophet's bones yeah. will stay dead <laughs> and be in there. But <laughs> that would be really scary if the bones. <laughs> not go to heaven. So the story in the Old Testament is. There was a prophet, huh. and he died a long time ago, huh. and somebody else was thrown into the same tomb, huh. and the body huh. touched the bones huh. of the prophet, huh. and the body came back to life. <laughs> you guys have to read the Old Testament. It's really interesting. Yeah, there is a lot of good stories. It's like a fairy tale. Like a fairy tale. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Because why do we love fairy tales and stories about magic? Because we love the supernatural. But it does not apply to, let's say, uh, we are praying about something mm-hmm. and uh, we ask for uh, maybe other Christians' advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't apply. So when we're making a decision, mm-hmm. we we often we pray, we ask other people's advice, we read the Bible, mm-hmm. all those things together go into making our decision. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's okay. That's okay. Um, the point is, you have to be sure in your own heart that your decision is yours mm-hmm. and not somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Right? You need to make sure that, yes, I do believe that. Mm-hmm. Right? That advice was good. indecisive person, right? Yeah. So, I can't make decisions. I want others to make decisions for me. So, I ask yeah. others for yes. advice and then I take their advice. That's not okay. When you take their advice, have you listened to many different pieces of advice and you chose the best one? The, uh, a lot of like, uh, this, the majority, okay, I take the majority. <laughs> the majority. <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> so, when you make your decision, yeah. do you believe it's the right decision or you're not sure? Uh, anyway, I can't make decision. God, I like, okay, I surrender to you, just uh, I will like a vote. Like a vote. So, I would say living your life by votes is not the best <laughs> <laughs> way to live your life. <laughs> Uh 
后有很多种意见，然后你是选择你想要的，我说我不是，然后呢，那你怎么去？我说我就说我找多数的。Actually, the next time I speak, I'm going to speak about more about this. It's a really good question, actually. Okay.、Um, the most question? <laughs> no, no, actually, about、um, making decisions、okay. and. I would just say right now,、mm-hmm. the main thing is, you need to know what you want, not what's right and what's wrong, but what do you want.、Mm-hmm. When we know what we want, it's、mm-hmm. easier to make decisions.、Mm-hmm. Often, when we can't make a decision, our problem is we don't know what we want. That's it. <laughs> <Yes> . <laughs> I have a question. Wait, wait, wait. Do you need to translate that? Why the only word is talk talk about? Huh? Because我们就先是说说谎，要骗你，都是骗的。呃，就是刚才开始，why the old professor want to lie？Yeah，for、yeah. for what？It's Ah,所以可可能哈，是因为那个那个小仙子那个年轻的仙子，他预言了一个真实的事情，然后他受到了大家的那个尊敬，然后所以呢，那个老仙子就觉得如果让那个小仙子来跟他吃饭的话，那他